Alright, welcome back in, Believe in the Wolf Pack, and, uh, damn! <laughs> Just talking last week, the last episode, about how we don't really have to worry about the women's team, kind of more worried about the men's team and their future, but, I mean, wow. <laughs> two, two big losses have kind of soured me a bit, as I imagine it has, uh, <laughs> the rest of the fandom, because I... I mean, here I'm believing the Wolfpack. I did not see them dropping these two games to North Carolina and Duke. Yeah, both away games, so they were definitely tougher. Um, but the women's team, and it really felt like both games kind of felt different. Like, they scored 70 points in the in the loss against North Carolina, but they just played terrible defense. I mean, North Carolina scored 80. So, like, ugh, all right, like, that stinks. And then to Duke, only – had 58 points. What did we shoot? 25% from three, I think. Yeah, 25% from three and 33% from the field. 15 to 17 from the line, so that's not bad. But, wow, the shooting numbers have been very bad. And, I mean, maybe this was, you know, uh, the Georgia Tech game, maybe that was a bit more foreshadowing than I, than I thought because only winning that game by one. Was a bit worrisome, uh, only scoring 59 points against Notre Dame, but even then played great defense. Notre Dame only scored 43 points in that game. But, yeah, back-to-back losses, unranked, you know, again, in-conference games at North Carolina, at Duke, back-to-back. So, like, you know, I mean, tough games. They're tough games. It's not like, I'm, oh, my God. Okay. Like, like, if they lost to Wake Forest, I'd be mind-blown. I don't think I would believe it if I saw it. Um, just knock on wood, get out of the way real quick. But, yeah, back-to-back losses, uh, and they dropped six spots in the rankings. They're down to 12, um, pretty much the lowest they've been since the beginning of the year when they were unranked and then went up to, like, 18 and right around 11 or we're at 10 and then jumped to three. So lowest they've been in quite some time. And, uh, yeah, whatever. I don't really care too much about the ranking. And the bracketology, I mean, they're third now, uh, one of the three seeds. But if any, I'm just more worried about how, how they've been playing late into the year. This is where you want to be playing your best basketball. And as I'm looking at it, maybe the best basketball was just that first half of the year up until the Virginia Tech game. At Virginia Tech that we lost. And Virginia Tech is now, uh, what are they? They're fifth now, I think. Virginia Tech has been on fire. So, credit to them, I guess. But, it's annoying. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, lost both games to Virginia Tech this year. And that first game, that first loss of the year uh, to Virginia Tech, maybe that was, you know, where it just started to unravel. And still, it's only what, five losses? Yeah, it's five losses. But when you start the season undefeated until January, damn, like, I, I wasn't thinking five losses this year. So I was a bit, I was a bit surprised. Um, really surprised just to see, like, these last two games. And I was really hoping that, you know, maybe I was thinking that middle part of the year where they lost to Miami, lost to Virginia Tech, uh, even that second loss to Virginia Tech, I'm thinking, all right, they got a few losses out of the way, you know, playing on and off here and there. Then we'll get back to better basketball down the stretch, you know, right around the ACC tournament and then into the tournament. 
I don't know. I really don't know now. Like, yeah, we still have the ACC tournament. Still got two more games, one against Syracuse this Thursday, and then Wake Forest, the final game of the year. What is that, Sunday, I think? Yeah, Sunday, Wake Forest, final regular season game of the year. So you still got the ACC tournament to really kind of turn it around. You're going to be you what, one of the top three seeds. Yeah, you're going to be a top three, four seed at worst. Um but I mean, wow, just these last two games, I just, you got to put on a showing in the tournament, in the ACC tournament. You probably, I would think you have to make the championship. This team obviously has championship aspirations and a championship mindset. Uh, you win that, helps your ranking. You, you probably get up to probably a two seed, probably a two seed overall in the uh in the in the main tournament the NCAA tournament but man I'm just really hoping for some more consistent some just some better basketball because like I said these two losses were really just opposites it was it was the North Carolina game you had the offense going but not the defense and Duke you had the defense going I mean you held 69 points isn't like an incredible defensive showing but the offense just wasn't there at all it was non-existent so I mean I'm a little more worried now just because I'm hoping they they like we just the team just finds their footing and you know as a as i james scores 17 points and a half again and just goes is on fire from deep i would love that um zoe let's get zoe brooks on the triple double why not why not had one earlier in the year let's get another one of those but um nah i mean definitely definitely reason to worry because you're kind of thinking all right this team was unranked to start the year why maybe some of these losses some of those bad habits are creeping back in but i'm hoping they shake it off and realize hey we're a much better team than this you know we're a championship cut we're a final four ready and they they they, they want to be in the final four they're that type of team that they can be in the final four um so i'm hoping that clicks in the acc tournament again maybe like i said in the last episode maybe they use that wake forest game as a just let's just stomp a team and get our get our groove back, get our mojo back into us. That would be that would be ideal in my mind. Um, some other rankings, some slight changes. UConn jumped five spots; they're back to tenth. LSU's back in the top ten. UCLA is back in the top ten after somewhat of a skid. They also have five losses. They haven't been playing great towards this second half of the year. South Carolina's unbeaten. Ohio State has a massive game against Iowa. I think that's – what day is that? Let me check that. Is it, I think it's this Sunday. It's got to be – I'm like 90% sure it's this Sunday. And it is. Last game – last regular season game of the year, of course, for Iowa and Ohio State. That's going to be a great game. <laughs> Even Iowa just lost to Indiana by nearly 20 a few days ago but again just you know not no major reasons to worry but slight slight I'm more I'm more worried now than I was at the time of the last episode where I was like ah they're fine (laughs) so all right a little worried a little worried now but as for the men's team men's team I'm I've kind of you know settled with them I've kind of just you know thought about all right let's just get through this year and we'll figure it out at this point I'm kind of looking to not exactly play spoiler because 
there is it's that little glimmer the, the doors of the window you got your foot in the door if you can beat one of north carolina or duke and then what's what's the last game i keep forgetting and then you beat pitt last the last game of the year i mean you have to be for a state but if you can beat, I'm more focused on North Carolina or Duke, that game, and then beating Pitt. You win one of those games and then have a strong showing in the ACC tournament. That may be enough. That may be enough to, to get you that bid. And they did have a solid game, excuse me, against, against Boston College. What is that? Four different guys in double figures. DJ Burns had 19 points. He had a fantastic game. DJ Horn only with 13, but DJ Horn's been practically averaging 25 24 points the last two three weeks it's felt like so it's nice to see him kind of you know take some of the pressure off him get, get a load off his back really just not have to not have to worry for a game uh Casey Marcel with 13 points Jaden Taylor with 15 points off the bench only three for seven from the field but he made all seven of his free throws even Mo Diara in his start had eight points and nine boards with three blocks and then Michael O'Connell nine rebounds six assists and six points again just solid so an all-around solid game scored 81 points held Boston College to 70 I'm still just looking I you got to get one of these North Carolina or Duke wins already lost to North Carolina earlier in the year second time you're going to see him uh, this Saturday, so maybe, maybe you have a slight, you know, maybe not an advantage, but maybe you feel better about trying to win that game than the Duke game, although the North Carolina game is at North Carolina, so I just, I've already seen them, they've lost a few games as of late, haven't looked that great, but even then, Duke just lost to Wake Forest, which I'll get to the whole court storming uh stuff later which i think is just a ridiculous conversation that we're even having i, I just think it's stupid but you got to win one of those games win both that's incredible i mean that's amazing i don't expect that though so north carolina you've seen them you know what they're about Armando baycott rj davis blah, blah, blah whatever duke they've struggled at times they have filipowski who's not hurt they have um oh my god uh mccain Jar jared mccain i'm terrible with first names but he's been really good this year he's gonna be a where's he last time i saw i was looking at a mock draft and honest honestly this year for uh the nba draft might not be great compared to years prior um but i thought he was somewhat high i thought he was like 15 well filipowski's right now 11th so he's a lottery pick i could have swore jared mccain yeah okay 22nd so Jared McCain, Filipowski, obviously, but McCain, yeah, he's projected first round pick. Um, good for him. But yeah, so Duke, they've been on and off here. They've been playing better since they lost to North Carolina all those weeks ago in that one Saturday that had all those incredible uh, matchups and rivalries. <clears throat> Crushed. Miami right before losing to Wake Forest they weren't even favored against Wake Forest so and that's the thing too the home team this year just has such an advantage in almost every single game we saw it in the Houston and Baylor game Baylor nearly pulled it out even after a, having a terrible first half Baylor nearly won that game and honestly probably could have won that game in overtime if they didn't just continue 
and repeatedly shoot themselves in the foot. I mean, my God, it was just bad turnover after bad offensive set, after bad play, after bad shot, after bad miss, after getting blocked, after giving the ball over. My God, that overtime period was terrible. But also, I mean, what's his name? Just has to make a free throw and they win the game. (laughs) So Baylor was very much in that game and very well could have won that game and beat now number one uh, Houston, who is, you know, I mean, again, I'm saying Baylor could have won that game, but Houston looks like a phenomenal team right now. They look like they're playing some of their best basketball of the year. Um, But the tournaments, the conference tournaments are always so telling. If you have like an underdog that somehow wins your conference tournament, like I could see one of the underdogs winning the Big 12 tournament. I mean, the Big 12 has been a mess this year. I could see one of them winning it. ACC has been not great, so I'm kind of expecting one of uh, Duke or North Carolina to win that. Maybe maybe Syracuse, maybe Clemson, but I, I think uh, Duke or North Carolina. But um, uh, where was I going? Oh, yeah, like if you win your conference tournament as an underdog, you carry all that momentum into the tournament, and that is a huge factor. It's like the conversation in baseball where would you rather take that by and miss out on playing for a week so you get rest, or would you rather, you know, not have the buy and then you play for a week, you play in the wild card round, you, you know, play the, I don't know, who's always in the wild card? Uh, the Brewers. <laughs> I swear to God, they always are. I think they always lose, too. At least I feel like they always do. You play the Brewers, <laughs> or like the Rays. The Rays, I feel like, are always in the locker room, too. You, you play the Brewers or the Rays, and you you kill them, and then you go right into the uh, ALDS or the NLDS, and then you just cruise right past wherever you play there. You crush them, and then you go on. Um, but, yeah, that's what I think. I mean, if you have an underdog in one of these conference tournaments, look out for them to kind of make a run to the Sweet 16 in the NCAA tournament. Where was I going with this? Honestly, at this point, I forgot because I started thinking about March Madness and who I'm going to pick and how bad. I'm terrible with her. I swear I am awful. I am just so bad when it comes to picking games. I'm like, oh, this team's good. I've seen them. You know, they've put they've put together some great games this year. They got this guy who can score. They got this guy who can score. They got this guy who can defend well. They should win easy over this 15 seed I've never heard of. And then 15 seed I've never heard of wins by 25. And I'm like, all right, well, all right, I'm done. I'm done. It's, it's unbelievable. Even though last year was impossible to pick a right bracket. I don't think anybody in their right minds had San Diego State going that far. But, um, yeah, last three games of the year coming up for the Wolfpack. Just, just, just. Beat one of Duke or North Carolina. I'll be happy. Beat one of Duke or North Carolina. I won't be critical. I won't be so critical, so negative on the following show. I'll just be enjoying that win. Just just, just do that for me. Just beat one of them. It'll be great. I don't have to, especially you you beat Duke. That would be great because, my God, all they do is complain. Even without without Coach K, all they do is complain. Oh my goodness. Although I will say, I did get excited because I was looking on Disney Plus the other day and I noticed that they put the 30 for 30s on there. I may just be an idiot and I didn't realize that they've always been on there, but they were actually advertising. I was like, hey, the 30 for 30s are here. When I thought they were always on ESPN Plus, which is terrible. I hate ESPN Plus. Um, and I saw the I hate Christian Leitner 30 for 30. 
it's that's an incredible documentary. If you've never seen that, please go watch it. It is very good. It takes you through everything with him and even the Olympic team stuff that he was on and how he didn't really, you know, cut it out. Like he didn't really figure it out in the NBA so much, but how he was still just so hated at Duke, but he was just such a polarizing player and a figure while at Duke. And he really started the whole like that one white boy at Duke that you can't stand trend. Um, shout out JJ Reddick too. Forget everyone's feathers all rustled up. <laughs> about his whole uh, Glenn Rivers discussion and opinion, which I think is correct, but that's an entirely separate topic. I'm going to take a short break for a minute, and when I come back, I'm going to do some more complaining about Duke, because of course it had to be them to bring up this whole, and we've talked about court storming in, you know, this past year, weeks prior, just weeks prior. I feel like I've never heard this conversation until last year, and this year it's just been so annoying. And this past, the past few days, it's just, reached like peak annoyance of like oh my god this is the dumbest conversation we're having so gonna take a little break gonna calm down a little bit then we're gonna come back and then i'm gonna get irrationally angry at duke basketball and most likely jay billis for just being annoying stick with us believe in the wolfpack all right welcome back in believe in the wolfpack before i get into my uh kids storming the court quick rant even though i'm already kind of tired of it i'm just gonna go over more so how i'm annoyed about you know other people talking about it and why i think it's dumb um but shout out to florida for being the only team in the ap top 25 to not move up or down a slot in this week's new rankings if you're not named florida and you're in the top 25 you at least moved up or down one spot (laughs) Houston went up one, Purdue went up one, UConn went down two, Tennessee went up one to four, Arizona went down, Kansas went up, Iowa State went down, North Carolina went up, Duke went down, Auburn, you get the idea. Baylor dropped four spots, which, I don't know, might be a bit much, because I guess they did lose, and they do have eight losses, but they're behind Alabama, who got just thrashed by Kentucky. Um, Some of their young guys really starting to put it together. I saw that game. Justin Edwards was money. Um, but Baylor put up a good fight and dropped four spots against, uh, uh, oh my God, I'm really drawing a blank. Houston. I like, I said it earlier too. I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, Creighton went up three spots after beating UConn and then losing to St. John's. So, I mean, I guess that's fair. (laughs) And probably would have jumped more if they could just win. Dayton dropped five spots and Florida did not move at all. So. Good job, Florida. <laughs> Staying neutral. <laughs> Switzerland over there. Um, probably the opposite in Florida, but whatever. <laughs> Got alligator man running around down there. And <laughs> I, I, I do like seeing the, you know, you search like a date, like your birthday in Florida, man. <laughs> kind of seeing what happened with a dude in Florida on your birthday, what your Florida man stories. If you never heard of that. Just type in your birthday or any date. Really, it doesn't have to be your birthday. It could be whatever. It could be you know I don't know, March thirty first. It could be February 29th. Happy leap year. It could be February 29th, Florida man, and just see what comes up. I guarantee you, there's even on leap day, there's probably a Florida man story. Um, but back to my main point, the less important point. Court storming is okay. Court storming is good. Storming the court after you, an unranked underdog, beats a top 25 favorite at your home floor 
That is a good thing. That is fun. That is exciting. That is college sports. Storming the field, storming the court, storming whatever. That is college sports. Let the college fans, let the college kids celebrate and have fun. Also, the Wake Forest head coach called a timeout because he knew they were going to win and this, everyone was going to run on the court. And he wanted, he tried to call the timeout to let security get set up to, you know, try to keep everybody at least contained as they were doing it. And they didn't do it, which I don't entirely blame security for it because this has always happened. And we've really have never had issues until this year, it feels like. At least it feels just so blown out of proportion this year and it's so annoying because you got jay billis talking about how he shouldn't have it other guys saying it's a, just it's dumb why do we need it no one should do it it risks players health nah, 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 nah. because kyle filipowski according to him sprained his ankle and then he hurt his knee and then he was sore and now he's fine he was fine the entire time collided with a fan running on he was perfectly fine ended up fine nothing's wrong he's gonna play in the next game Okay, so discussion over. No one got hurt. He got bumped into. Oh well, that stinks. Win. I like. I don't know. <laughs> you don't want to. You don't want to get caught up in the away team's fans storming the floor. Win the game. Be better. <laughs> That's a very easy way to look at it. But I'm just. It's so dumb to me. Just let college kids have fun. Let them be college kids and storm the floor because it's also awesome to see. It's also the best pictures that you get the entire year. Seeing like the entire wave of what's Wake Forest, gold and black and white, just seeing all that just mesh together on the floor and the players are celebrating with the fans. It's just true joy. Like everyone is excited. Everybody's happy. You got players jumping around with fans, fans jumping around with the players coaches may be hopping in there every so often i love it i think it's awesome even though i don't know why in this picture they're showing it oh it's a cutout it's a cardboard cutout of a brick that was a bit worrisome i looked over and just on a little headline on espn all i see is a fan holding up a giant brick and i don't know if one of those like illusions where because it was so close i thought it was a huge brick it's just a cutout i guess it's one of those things they wave um really threw me off but no just let them like it's fun it's fun to see it's fun to do if you're a fan if you're a student and what are you gonna do about it? like what, how are you gonna how are you gonna say no you're gonna get all the security in the world and just form a wall so they can't get by or you're gonna find the school so heavily even though i think the uh, college football already ncaa finds college teams when their fans storm the 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 field or maybe that was just tennessee when they took the goalpost which was awesome that was sweet that was great imagine like you see the entire backboard in the rims being carried out of a gym that would be sick that would be hilarious that goalpost made it like the i think across the entire campus of tennessee in knoxville that was awesome you want to rob us of that i mean you just you want to rob me of that kind of content? I love that kind of content. That's hilarious and ridiculous. Um, I think it's a very stupid conversation that they think they can even try to get rid of it or do something about it because it's just it's what college sports are. At times, they're so ridiculous that you have to let stuff like that happen. It's the beauty of it. Just, yeah, I hate it. I hate the suggestion. I hate the idea. Everyone's like, oh, let them, you know. I don't know, 
let make them wait or make it so it's only the fans on the one side get on so they like if they're on the side of the opposing team's bench they can't run on the floor but if you're on the home team bench side then you can no shut up that's stupid everybody fly down i don't care if you're in the top row start jumping down bleachers and just just fly on because it's just fun it's a good time and it's exciting that's it <laughs> i mean my god it is just so stupid in my mind just so dumb in my mind but anyway gonna go over so uh, just to close it out a few scores uh from that big slate on saturday that we had yukon bounced back just destroying Villanova, Arizona beat Washington, Tennessee smoked Texas A&M, Iowa State snuck one out against West Virginia, Wake Forest, there you go, <laughs> uh, Kansas mollywopped Texas, North Carolina beat Virginia, Illinois, yeah, the Kentucky game was insane, I, I, I forgot they scored 117 points, that is insane. 117 points. Maybe Kentucky's the team that you got to look out for that. You know, they're starting to hit their stride at the right time and they make some noise in their conference tournament, maybe win the SEC tournament. Um, and then maybe they go on a run. Maybe the young guys start to figure it out. They start to all kind of click and mesh together. I mean, Rob Dillingham is just, he's been awesome. He's been incredible. That dude's a bucket. Where's he going in the draft? I love looking at draft stuff. I don't care that it's only February. I think he's got to be like top 10, right? Dillingham? Dillingham's nine. Yeah, Dillingham's awesome. He's fun to watch. That's all I'm getting, I think, Tyrese Maxey comparisons, which I can see. Kind of smaller, but so explosive, and they both have a pretty good shot on them. Uh, so maybe Kentucky's the team, because, I mean, they destroyed Alabama. It, it, I mean, 117 to 95, that even feels closer than what it actually was. That game was never close. I think Kentucky was up by 30 points at one point in the second half. I mean, they just crushed them auburn smacked georgia st mary's yeah my god i missed the san diego state score they beat fresno state 73 to 41 i guess you kind of not too surprised about that because they should be beating fresno state but still damn holding a team to 41 points on the 16 in the in the first half impressive unlv be colorado state nothing too uh, crazy. Kansas State picked up another win over BYU. Kansas State's another team that I think I'm going to – I think I might just put Kansas State – if they make the tournament, I'm pretty sure they're going to make the tournament. Probably. Uh, if they do, I'll probably put them in the Sweet 16 just because Kansas State always feels like a team that you're going to – they're going to win in the opening round. And do you trust them to pull off a second upset? Usually, yes. <laughs> and that, like, like the the powder purple they got going, ooh, that's a that's a good jersey. That's a good colorway. That is a good uniform. That is a. I mean, maybe some. Maybe I'm a little late to saying that. How like usually most powder blues, like the Chargers and 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 who else has it? The Cardinals have it. The Phillies have it in in major major league sports. Um, but that powder powder purple for kansas state that's pretty that's just it's a good looking jersey it's a good color that is a solid color and i feel like that is a good way to end the episode now <laughs> but not nah, the, the regular season's winding down conference tournaments coming up soon march is not here yet but it's right around the corner 
oh, it's such a good time of the year. I cannot wait. I cannot wait for the tournament. Oh, it's going to be so much fun. I can't wait to make the worst bracket of all time. It's always a joy. I always think it's going to do well. And then the very first game I lose, and then I hate it for the rest of the time, but it's still funny to see. I can't wait. It's going to be great. Thank you for tuning in here on Believe in the Wolfpack, and we'll see you next time. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.